Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Hometown Lowdown, the podcast where four hometown gals discuss current events, pressing questions, and being comfortable in your own skin. I'm Kylie. I'm Rachel. I'm Tori. And I'm Alex. Let's talk. What do we got going on this week, ladies? Well, okay, so I was chilling in my kitchen, just standing there, and a thought came to me about how... When I was younger, like I could not pronounce my own name. And you know that Vine I did not know this. Was... Yeah. Because Alexa- Alexandra, what what child can pronounce that at three years old? None of them. So you know that Vine of Gavin when he's trying to pronounce blueberry and they're like blue and he says blue and they're like berry and he says berry. But then he puts it together and he says burbelly. <laughs> you mean the episode of Friends where Joey tries to learn French? Yes. And that was my second that was my second example of like Joey's trying to learn French and he can say all the words individually, but then he puts them together and they're not at all Me French. <laughs> yeah. And that was literally me trying to pronounce my own name. Like I could say Alex and I could say Andra, but I put it together and it was Akadaka. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know why I thought about that today, but I was just I was in my kitchen just like in tears. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Sometimes things just hit your funny bone the right way. Oh. Yeah, Akadaka though. All right. But that was mine. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Tori, what is your funny thing? My dad fondly calls me Blondie because I sure have my blonde moments and Boy, did I have one today. Um, y'all are going to call me a dumbass, and I rightfully deserve it. So today, as we all know, well, let's back it up. This will date the episode, but it is important to my story. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is recognized as a federal holiday. Amazing, right? Um, it really is, especially for Alex and I. <laughs> right. I did have to work today, and that's kind of what threw me off. I was talking to my uncle. I live with my aunt and uncle. I was talking to my uncle because he works from home. I was upstairs and chatting with him and we were talking about, he's like, do you have to work today? I'm like, yeah, I do. Even though it's a federal holiday, I'm like, I've got this going out, whatever. And he's like, yep, my work never stops, whatever. Um, and then I was telling myself, I'm like, on Monday, I got to get this done. On Monday on my lunch break, I got to go to the post office and ship a package. So I get ready and I punch out for lunch. And I take me and my little package, do-do-do-do-do, walk out to my car, get in my car, and I drive. It's not far from here. I drive less than 10 minutes to go to the post office. They're not open. <laughs> it does not take me until I look at the fucking deserted parking lot for it to register. Oh. I'm like, it's a fucking federal holiday. And I knew this because I talked about it several times today. <laughs> so no. I got my happy ass in my car and drove down to the post office just so I could not ship my package. I'm like, okay, we'll just try again tomorrow. <laughs> just to waste your lunch. Yep. I'm like, that was fun. Good job, Tori. Oh, no. That, I feel like, happens to me with restaurants. But, like, usually it's a little bit bigger holidays because I feel like most places are open for this kind of holiday but like memorial day um labor day i feel like a lot more stuff closes down as it should because it's appreciating laborers but it never feels that like we're sitting around like oh we should just go grab something for dinner quick and it's like seven o'clock on like the fourth july or whatever it's like every place is closed (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's fun (laughs) 
Uh, or forgetting that restaurants are closed on Monday sometimes. Like we want like a lot yes. of the nicer ones are like closed on Monday. And I always forget that. And Monday's always the day like I don't want to cook. So that's okay. a rough one. Well, my thing that is only funny if you're like an optimist. I don't know. It's terrifying. So <laughs> we um, have had this situation. <laughs> I should say Alex has had this situation that I did not take seriously enough now in hindsight because, spoiler alert, the roles have changed. Alex had had a mouse in his truck, like, and I'm just like, whatever, like, it's fine. <laughs> and now I went into my car, I drove somewhere on Saturday, Rachel and I got lunch, it was so good, um, and I hung out with her for a little bit, and... I haven't driven my car since. So I get in just a couple minutes ago because shout out, had no work today. Thank you, Martin Luther King, for that and other things. <laughs> um, and there's mouse shit all over my Prindle. And my no. I noticed it on like the dash. Like the longer I was driving, the more I just noticed. And I'm just like, <gasps> this is horrific. And I was headed here, so I couldn't like stop. Like I didn't have time to like vacuum out my car or like do any investigating so the mouse has traveled from alex's truck to my car he's like well i have mouse traps for you i'm like i need them now i need like an exterminator <laughs> i'm just like on edge the entire like 20 minute drive i'm just like this is terrible so i oh, no. to alex and how little um i paid to his problem because now it's mine and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> that's like my worst fear. I hate mice. I can't. I would die. I would have crashed I my car. See a mouse. I just saw lots of mouse poop, which means there's a mouse somewhere. So, how did they get in? I don't know. Like through I, the vent? Come through like the engine through the vent? Yeah. Small I, enough. I have no idea. I, I had had a coworker that had a mouse like camped out in her vehicle, like two like, coworkers <laughs> that this has happened to. Yeah, <laughs> like one she traveled, like she moved, and like she thinks in transit, like the mouse had been with her from like Illinois, and like just set up shop in her car, and she hadn't used okay. her car for a little while. And same with like a different coworker who just had like a second car they weren't using. But in better news, my parents got a second dog. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> They, uh, my uncle had a service dog that they were needing to rehome, and uh, at first my parents weren't going to be able to take her on, but now they have, and it's very exciting. She's a she's a big lady. I I forgot how small yeah. the dog Shep is, and now <laughs> she's like part mastiff, so like she's large boy, yeah, large lady, yeah, for sure. And what's your oh, name? I'm so excited, Molly. Oh. I snapped some pics. If we remember, I'll post them on the on the Instagram when we when this episode comes out. So you can go check us out at hometown.pod on Insta. Well, I don't have a funny story about today because it was Monday and I just had to work. But I can tell y'all what I'm drinking. <laughs> That'd be great. Please do. <laughs> so funny. Um, <laughs> great I'm transition. Drinking... <laughs> Thank you. I am drinking a glass of Huyen. Um, in my Yeti wine glass. Um, and it's a like semi sweet white from Door 44 in Door County. Uh, it's, I think, at the 
it's called frozen tundra i think is the name but it's Mm. not as sweet as like a moscato but it's not as dry as like a pinot grigio so it's kind of an in-between and blake actually it's one of his favorites so he cracked the bottle open this weekend and there is a little left so i'm like i'm taking that and it's vegan yummy I thought you were gonna say it's vegan. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, it could I be. Am hashtag healthy. <laughs> uh, I'm also drinking wine out of my wine tumbler from Ray. Um, not a semi-sweet white. I'm drinking a dry red. Um, I actually don't know what kind it is though, because the bottle it's like a. It was on sale, and it was like uh It just says. French red wine. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Descriptive. I got, yeah. So that's all I got for you. It's actually very good. Uh, tastes more alcoholy, if that makes sense, than like a lot of wines do. But okay, yeah, love it. List it. I am also drinking some lean. I'm having a cabernet, and. It is Cabernet. Great. That didn't work. But I was in such a tizzy because I realized all this mouse poop right as I was leaving. And then I was on my way here and I was like, shit, I didn't bring anything. And uh, luckily I'd left this here at my parents' house. So chug a lug. (laughs) Drink away my problems. (laughs) Same. Um, So we're going to change it up twofold. One, I am not drinking water. Shocker. I know. Ooh. Two, I am not drinking wine to match the vibe. I is am it a seltzer? <laughs> a beer. It is Spotted Cow. Thought I recognized that beautiful can. <laughs> yes, this beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm like, you know, I haven't really drank much this month. Um, I think maybe only one or two other times. And I just haven't really been feeling it, which I'm okay with. But today I was like, today feels like a beer day. So I just cracked one and it's so delicious. I forgot how good it tastes. We mm. love a beer day. Yes, we do. I love one, one of those days when beer is just tasting so good. Like there's times when a beer just does not like do it for me. But then there's times when I'm like, I could just live off of beer. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I feel that way too sometimes where I'm like, it's not slapping the way I want it to right now. And then another day it's like, I don't know, we're like, oh my God, this shit rocks. And then it's like all I coast through like the rest of the evening mm-hmm. on. Yep. And then For some sure. days it just like forms a rock in your stomach. I hate that. Sometimes it's just not refreshing to me or like thirst quenching. And I'm just like, like sometimes I could like just bush light tastes good. And then other times I'm just like, I'd rather be drinking water. (laughs) Which is not (laughs) a bad thing, but I'm just like, no, I'd literally rather drink anything else in the world than a beer. And I don't understand how both can be true, but it's fine. Well, today... Tori is our lovely host, and we are going to be going on a journey through self-love and being comfortable in your own skin. Lately, I have been doing a lot of self-reflecting in the new year about things, you know, I want for myself and what I, some goals and aspirations that I have for the year. I don't necessarily, necessarily want to call them resolutions, but just doing some self-reflecting because I think it's good and healthy to do that sometimes. And one thing that was pretty prominent for me was being comfortable with myself. I'll be honest, most of my life, 
it is not something I have struggled with. And I know not everybody can say that. So I feel very grateful. Um, and I kind of wanted to just touch on our experiences about being comfortable in our own skin and how we do that. Or if we don't feel that way sometimes, why is, th- why is that? Or what can we do to make ourselves be more comfortable with our own ourselves? Excuse me. So like I said, since I can remember, I've almost always been comfortable with myself. And I'm very thankful for that. I mean, I certainly have my moments where I wish I wasn't the way I was. <laughs> but they're very fleeting. Um, I always try to be gentle with myself because... I know I only have one life to live, and I am the one that has to live with myself every second of every day. So I need to be comfortable with myself and treat myself with kindness if I'm going to live a happy life. As far as being comfortable with myself as a foundation, I feel like how I was raised, my parents, how my parents raised me, they were very encouraging, very accepting people. I say whereas if they aren't now, they definitely are now. <laughs> but growing up with them, I felt like they fostered a really good environment for environment for me to grow up and be comfortable with who I am as a person and not worry about what other people think and not to judge myself and not to judge others. I try to be an optimist and I know that's not always realistic, but there are moments like I had mentioned before some moments are better than others and in the moments that aren't so good I try to pull myself away and think about is this going to affect me 10 years from now if it doesn't I need to let it go and most of the time that's the case (laughs) because things can be seem like not so good in the moment but if I can you know pull myself away and realize this isn't so bad and you're going to be okay and it's just another day I can get through it. So I think that's kind of how I feel like my optimism is. Not necessarily like toxic optimism where like everything's fine and everything's okay and I'm just going to ignore whatever is bad going on and just bury it. Not like that, but just trying to look at the bright side of things. Does anybody want to talk about how they feel comfortable in their own skin? I'll just say I broke mine down just because like this is where my head went. Well, like my head instinctually went to like to me being comfortable in my own skin I feel like I haven't been very comfortable in my own body like physically lately so I kind of wrote stuff about that but then also just being comfortable with like who you are so I feel like if yeah if we want to kind of separate the two because I I think they all kind of go into it but like um being comfortable with who you are is like a big part of it yeah Mm -hmm. neat okay so I like Tori um I never really had uh, issues being comfortable with myself my parents also fostered an environment that um I mean they were super supportive they um they never were like oh you're getting fat like you need to lose some weight they never they never said I was too loud they never said I was bossy they never whatever it was always well you're a good leader or um you know like just the wording they used was very helpful in making me feel like I was good enough. Um, because in school, I was always that person like, oh, you know, your daughter's kind of bossy or she talks too much or like I was just loud and I never had an issue with it. <laughs> so, um, 
but and it was always weird because teachers the words they used like bossy and talks too much seemed negative but the way they would always like when i like when i think about it like i can hear their voices it doesn't sound like they're not like well she's too bossy it's more like well she's kind of bossy and like but you know she's also a really good line leader and things like that um so i kind of just went with the good part of it and ignored the rest <laughs> of it and is that good i don't know but that's what i did <laughs> um but i think it has really helped me um like those qualities that are the words they use that are kind of seen as bad have really helped me like get a really good friend group um they've helped me with my communication that's like a strength in mine and my husband's relationship because we're both very much just like open and like if something's bothering me too bad like i'm gonna let you know and we're gonna talk about it so i've always i've always kind of been comfortable with that even though people kind of made me feel like i shouldn't be and my body i recently have had a lot more issues than i ever have before uh with feeling comfortable with myself um and i'll probably touch on that more a little later unless you just want me to do all of my notes now i can touch on like the like the who you are part if we want to and like kind of sure because i'm sure rachel has stuff to say with that too um okay but yeah i feel like i uh I feel like I'm probably with you guys, too. Like, I don't remember ever necessarily feeling, like, self-conscious or, like, inadequate. And, like, I feel like the stereotypical, like, what they make Disney movies about kind of the way. Um, And, like, that kind of thing. Um, So I think that's awesome. Good for me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I mean, we I always... Like, I remember having drama and issues and stuff with, like, the people that I was around, but I never felt, like, that stereotypical, like, oh, these popular kids, and I'm just, like, out here being this weirdo, and it's not good enough for the world. So, that's good, at least. Like, I'm grateful for that. Um, I do feel like there is something to be said with, like, being older now and, like, just being self-reflective. Like, I feel like that's hopefully something that a lot of people have like gotten past of like seeking others like approval and stuff like since high school or since hopefully before then but yeah um that I feel like the really big thing is just like do you like yourself because like if you do like don't let anyone else's like opinion of you like get you down or like make you feel like you need to change or be a different version of yourself like if you like the person that you're going out into the world being like there's no reason why you know you should let someone who doesn't like you get you down but with that like you don't like everyone you can't expect everyone to like you but like if they don't like you that's their loss (laughs) you know (laughs) like if you know you're going out of the world as like a kind like fun like engaging person like if you're not for everyone that's fine and if like the people that you're surrounding yourself with appreciate that that's all that matters like I feel like that's something that unfortunately I've seen with like some adults is that like they still are in that cycle of like seeking the approval of like their core being from like the people around them and those people being like judgmental or whatever it might be and i'm just like you were 25 years old like you have better things to be doing in life than like surrounding yourself with people that don't accept you the way you are like that would help you feel much more comfortable in your skin if you weren't 
surrounding yourself with people who don't like you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> the people who like you should like you the way you are and like appreciate the things about you. So I think those are like some big things that go into it is just like, you know, appreciating yourself and making sure the people around you appreciate you too. Uh, so I am going to answer this with on the other side of things. Cause like when Tori like told us what her topic would be, I kind of thought, only about like how I feel in my skin and not about like my personality and like the other things that make me who I am. So I'm just gonna answer it how I interpreted it. But that's fine. Yeah, so to be completely honest, Tori told us this topic a few days ago um and gave us some ideas to think about. And I was really anxious about it because I am probably the least confident person in our friend group. And I've always struggled with confidence. And it's like a very like vulnerable topic for me. So I all day was trying to think of excuses to get out of this episode. Oh, well, I'm glad I'm that glad you're, you're here. Well, and you still did <laughs> cancel. You. Yes, yes, we're happy you. you're here. Yes, I, yeah, I was, I was really stressed about it, and I still am. But I know it's like a very important thing to talk about, and like these three gals are three of my biggest supporters. So it's just scary to me that other people that some people I know or have known in the past, or people I don't know, are going to listen to this, and that's like what's scary to me. But Fuck it. We're here. That's right. Life's short. Yeah. That scares you. YOLO, so, if you will. Yes. <laughs> As Drake said. And we, <laughs> and we will. So I think I mentioned this in our Invisible Illnesses episode and diet culture, but I've always struggled with my weight um, ever since I was basically in like, I want to say seventh, eighth grade. Um. So that's something that's been really hard for me because our society, uh, listen to our diet culture episode if you haven't yet, but our society basically frowns upon people being overweight. It's, um, in my mind, I see, I think people think that being overweight means you're like unworthy or unlovable. Um, being overweight means you're ugly, being overweight is like the first thing someone sees about you and they don't actually see like who you are as a person. So that's um, something I've always struggled with. But the thing about like me personally is what people don't know is like when I was a kid and we had, I, my parents are divorced and we've had split custody till I was about 12 and some weeks, like, I would not have food in the house. I wouldn't get to eat. The only meal I'd get was my school lunch. So, like, people don't know that about me. And now that I have, like, access to food and I'm financially stable and, like, I can provide for myself, like, I think, like, at that point in my life when I stopped living with that person, like, is when, like, my weight kind of got out of control. But the thing is that people don't understand why. It's because like a year before that I didn't get food every week so it was like oh there's food here and like I would overeat and like ever since that point I've struggled with my weight and um it's just kind of sad to me that society only sees you for that aspect and they don't know like the real reason why why you might be overweight and I also struggle with PCOS and that's really hard 
on your body as well and also anxiety and depression and everything basically contributes to this so it's just sad to me that society doesn't like they don't care about your story they just see you like the outside of you and they make assumptions and I hate that so I've always struggled with that um but I have improved a lot I think in the past few years I think Blake my husband has really helped me with that um y'all know but the listeners probably don't but I used to pretty much wear all black all the time because black equals skinny black equals flattering or so society wants you to think so and yes it is flattering but so are colors <laughs> other colors True. so I would wear we black all color. the time yeah right I would wear black literally all the time pretty much the only thing I owned <laughs> especially when like I lived with Judy say <laughs> so I can oh, yeah. confirm this that your closet was basically like black leggings and mostly black tops with a black cardigan yeah, or like some, a very dark colored cardigan, yes, like a maroon I, or a dark navy. Or like I think you had a maroon shirt and a like a uh, emerald green, like forest green, controversial mm-hmm. topic, um, like top that you would wear with <laughs> <laughs> like a black cardigan and just mostly yes. black um, shoes, even too. So occasionally, yeah. some floral, some floral print canvas shoes are really how we livened it up. Just honestly, although in high school. True. You would wear, you had those, um, first of all, you never wore leggings in high school. I did my senior year. That's when, because that's when I started yeah. gaining all the weight. And, okay. Because I so used you wore to wear jeans. jeans. Yeah. And then you'd wear like a colorful shirt and a black or gray Columbia or yes. a black shirt and your purple Columbia. But. Yes. <laughs> so can I just say, like, we are not old. But I'm going to make us no. I'm going to make me feel old by saying that, like, before we were like seniors in high school, it was not like really common to wear leggings every day. Like leggings were not a part of every day. By senior year it was. But like I remember junior year of high school, I wore them every day and people were like, what? And I'm like, freshman year, yoga pants. Yes, for sure. Yoga pants. You mean flared leggings? (laughs) I do not. (laughs) Go die in a hole. (laughs) (laughs) I mean yoga pants. I said what I said, and I mean it. (laughs) I'll show myself. But anyway, (laughs) sorry. I just I just remembered the fact that like, well, yeah, it made sense that you're not you weren't wearing leggings necessarily before that because they weren't like everyday wear then, which is wild. Yeah, and And I my jeans were like flared jeans because that was the style. They were. (laughs) Yeah. God. Like that wasn't like out of style a lot of people because yeah, like right. i wear them with like moccasins or like yep, that was very popular or yeah tennis shoes yeah that was the jam anyway yeah but yeah and senior <laughs> year was when i got diagnosed with pcos and that's when i gained like a lot of weight so basically like my jeans didn't fit me anymore so i resorted to leggings because like even to this day i wear leggings almost all the time and i dress them up real nice and so don't come at me anyway Here we all also have <laughs> Like collective like sympathy for Regina George and her sweatpants are all that fit me right now. Yeah. And how no one should be mean about that. That was so that toxic. It's so yeah. heartbreaking. Every time she's like reaching out for some compassion once in her life and everyone's like, fuck you, bitch. Anyway. Well, 
It's karma, though. <laughs> it, it is. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Blake's helped me a lot. Like, for example, whenever we go somewhere, I'm usually like, don't know what to wear, especially when we go to certain family members because I feel judged by like what I wear or how I look. So I'll like ask him, oh, how do I look in this? And he'll ask me right away, like without skipping a beat, like, how do you feel in that? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Asking the big questions. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, f- I feel like I look good. And he's like, then wear it. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I'm like, okay. I love that. Which usually works for me, but when days that I'm like, I'm a period or something, I'm extra crabby, I'm like, just give me an answer. <laughs> you'll just feel like gross and something that normally you'd feel like a rock star in you're just like i feel so uncomfortable in this mm-hmm. like as i know mm-hmm. that's how i am sometimes i'll feel like so empowered and other times i'll feel like, like a front. what yeah like what is this person trying to pull off here get the fuck out of here <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i yeah. feel like that applies to just like certain items of clothing and i don't know if this is like on topic but sometimes i wear sweatpants and i'm like oh yeah girl and then sometimes i wear sweatpants and i'm like I'm a literal blob. <laughs> I like. I feel like that can apply to like all areas, and people just need yeah. to relax and let you wear what you want to wear because, yeah. you know, wear what you feel good in. Yeah, if that means black because it makes you feel less self conscious, that's fine too. I mean, when I bartend, part of it is because I, I you still don't shit know on the, Yeah, I don't know how you don't like become a disaster bartending. <laughs> I'm always making a mess because I'm clumsy but also like I just know like partially okay this is a lot of it is I'm a sweaty person so I'm less self-conscious wearing black because it's not going to show sweat marks when I am like working up a sweat so like sometimes I am most confident in like all black and sometimes I am really confident wearing something kind of out there that I feel like is risky or whatever it is yeah this is now a fashion podcast in case you guys were curious (laughs) I mean, we covered that in a few episodes ago. Oh, I suppose. <laughs> sure did. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've always struggled with like self-love and self-confidence and being comfortable in my own skin. And like to me, I think it's something I'll always struggle with because even when I did lose like 50 pounds back in the day, I still struggled. And I still like felt the way that I feel now even though I've like gained most of that back um so it's just something that I'll always struggle with I think but I'm really trying like Tori said earlier to just like be kind with myself and try to not use such negative um just negative words towards myself Especially because Blake and I want to have kids in the near future, and I don't want them to go through what I went through. Um, And, like, I've had a lot of toxic people in my family that have been really judgmental and tell me that I look fat. Or, for example, like, someone who I love dearly um, was with me one night when I, like, I, like, passed out. I had a, turns out it was, like, a really severe migraine, but... I didn't know what it was and I passed out and then I woke up and I was home alone. So I called this person. I'm like, can you please take me to the emergency room? Like, I feel like I'm dying. And this person did. And they literally thought I had a stroke because I couldn't move the whole left side of my body. 
which I don't remember that part where they were like testing me for that. But then um, I guess when I got there, like they had weighed me and stuff like they do. And I don't really remember it because I was so out of it. But then after like I kind of came to and was like actually having a conversation, this person that brought me into the emergency room, the first thing they said to me was, hey, we should go to the gym together sometime. And I'm thinking, like, why are you telling me this now? Like, I was like, why? Yeah, I was like, I'm dying. I don't think I can really even walk right now. I'm literally recovering from a stroke right now. Yeah, I was like, why? And he was like, well, like, they weighed you when you got here. I don't know if you remember that. But, I mean, you're, you're, you're heavier than you should be. So maybe we should start going to the gym together. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell? I'm like dying here. And that's like the first thing you think of, which I was in high school at this time. So I was still very like, uh, like vulnerable, emotional teenage girl. And of course, at any I'm, like, age. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, like especially then, but uh, in general, like, yeah. yeah. But I was literally like, um, that was kind of what really made me think like if this person that's the first thing they noticed at a moment where they thought I had a stroke in any normal situation what's the first thing someone's going to notice about me it's that I'm overweight like that's literally what clicked with me and like ever since that moment is like when I've I always have those thoughts of what do people is that the first thing they see is that I'm not like really thin like Am I not worthy of, you know, anything, I guess? So, I don't know. Like, that was one thing that really stuck with me. And I still think about it every day. And, yeah. So, I just grew up with some toxic family members. And, like I said, I love this family member dearly. But it's just, it was not a good conversation we had. Um, Yeah. And then, like, we... Tori, Alex, and I were all in choir together, and I... Shout out to me. I cannot sing. <laughs> Judy is our stage manager. Anyway. <laughs> it wasn't even that. <laughs> so I was always told in choir, like, sing louder, sing louder. Like, like one time during choir, we <clears throat> were singing next to each other, which we usually didn't sit next to each other, but for this, I don't know, specific song we did. And after she, like, turned to me and was like, your voice would be so beautiful if you just sang louder. And in my mind, I'm thinking, bitch, sing quieter then. Like, why do I no have to kidding. be louder? Like, and y'all know she was like the loudest motherfucker ever. She was a foghorn. As I say, yeah. it's funny that she's trying to like empower you to do better because she did the opposite to me and the things I had with her, but it's fine. Well, yeah, and I was like... But that, that was, was like also another... her backhand way to make her feel bad. It wasn't yeah, trying to help It wasn't her. like if you, it's not like you have such a great voice, be more confident in it. It was like, yeah. you would sound good if, if you yeah. weren't whispering. It would be no. better if, yeah. And like, I just had a lot of, which I'm sure we all went through that with different like girls in high school and like even teachers, like you would be better at this if blah, blah, blah. And that's always like killed my confidence. So that's something like, especially as like a supervisor at work, I really try. It's really about like how you communicate. Like you really need to watch what you're saying to other people because it sticks with them. And we all just need to stop being so negative towards each other. And I don't know, I'll get off my soapbox now, but 
that no, is that's, making that's my really experience <laughs> as a teacher <laughs> about the if thing i have to be very careful with how i word things oh yeah that's such a, that's such a big deal because i'm always very conscious of like um like if if someone blurts out in class like oh that was a great idea next time i'd like you to raise oh. your hand but let's talk about like what you have to say or like not like immediately shut them down like you did not raise your hand like don't talk because right. then they're not going to raise their hand and they're not going to talk and that is not what i want like um or um i have a, a kid who he does randomly just like say things in class or like sometimes he just like needs a movement break or whatever and sometimes teachers don't don't really like that and so you know, you get a teacher who's who's like like that teacher I told you guys about where this kid was humming in class and the teacher just goes, who's humming for the 50th time, even though every day until then I had told her, you know, like this kid just like hums sometimes <laughs> like he just does. And, you know, it's just one of those things where like, even though. Like this kid has autism, like he understands what you're saying, like he he knows that you're picking on him, like he knows he knows he's being singled out yes yeah like it doesn't yeah so and they they remember because you know a few days later they'll say something about like oh like i'm too loud like i can't sing anymore and that just like breaks my heart but yeah so, well, yeah. yeah like that's such an influential age too that you work with that yeah. it's can literally like jeopardize their future based off of what they heard once you know, like mm -hmm. 30 days ago, and this could ruin them for for like years. And I'm sure like we've all experienced stuff like that, but especially on kids who are autistic because they already feel singled out and different. Right. And or, it's just, it sucks. Yeah. Or kids who feel like they're being singled out, who feel like people are looking at them because of how much they weigh. Like, you know, same deal. You just got to be really careful about how you're talking to people. Mm -hmm. Show some love and compassion. Well, speaking of impressionable ages, I'm 25. No. <laughs> no. She's just a back baby. To, like, what she said, Ray, like, I, like, I'm having, like, a mind-blowing moment about, like, the, if you blah, 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 like, you would be so whatever if X, Y, and Z. Like, I had, had, like, this work environment um, that I couldn't understand why I felt so inadequate and, like, why in other work environments I felt so capable and so good at my job. And you just helped me realize that I'm pretty sure I, I can't think of how my current, um, like, management like handles stuff but i don't think it's with those statements and with my like former management they 100 percent were like you're doing so great you would be doing so much better if you just did this or if you just tried this or if you just did it like this person and i think that is like my mind is blown and i can't imagine how many like people or day-to-day -day things we do that are in that same structure that because i truly had no idea why because like the person who was like managing me at the time amazing lady like loved working with her super supportive in general but when it came to like coaching and like personal improvement and stuff I got nowhere and now I know why so I, I'm gonna take that with me for sure come 101
<laughs> I went to Everyone school for this. Go so. to, like, you're required to take comm classes. Like, I yeah. swear. It's so I'll start charging helpful. for advice. <laughs> I support that. As the business major, I support that. Okay, dude, you can be my first customer. So that cost $15. Um. <laughs> Fair. I was expecting it to be worse. <laughs> You get the friends and family discount. Oh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so you're for sponsor. Um, you can um, use code Rachel for <laughs> the friends and family discount. Yes. <laughs> oh. Code Rachel. <laughs> um. So kind of talking about communicating, just to make another point, like you were saying, it, you have to be careful, cautious of what you say to others. You also communicate with yourself on a daily basis, like whether it's out loud. I don't know about y'all, but I talk to myself out loud a lot. But also your inner monologue. Yes. We have doodle, doodle Bob's here. Doodle, <laughs> doodle Bob has arrived. Um, your inner monologue. Please keep um, that all in. I will. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I just had to break it down for a good 15 seconds. So how you, you know, how you view yourself and how you talk to yourself, it, you know, you say, okay, I want to treat myself better. I want to be kinder to myself. That's not just something that happens overnight. It's like a, a practiced habit of I need to at least do my best when I'm conscious of it, of this is how I'm going to look at myself. This is how I'm going to treat myself. Don't be negative. Um, again, we're just human, so we're going to have our moments, but, you know, just being conscious of that. And another thing I think that has helped me be comfortable with who I am is something I think either Kylie or Alex said earlier about, like, understanding and acknowledging, like, you are not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And it's hard because I'm definitely a people pleaser. When somebody gets upset with me, I'm immediately like on edge until it gets resolved. I wouldn't say I'm like anti-confrontation. It's just when something that I don't initiate happens, especially when it's like I learn that somebody d doesn't like something I did or something I said, or they don't like who I am as a person. That certainly happened. And it's like, oh God, I don't like this feeling. And I have to realize, you know what, Tori, there's how many freaking people in this world you cannot please every single one of them. And again, reverting back to the whole, I'm the one that has to live with myself. Am I okay being who I am in this moment? If I am, sure. And the, again, we also, another thing we talked about, we have such a great support group. Surrounding yourselves with people that love you for who you are and support you when you're having some not so good days, I think helps. It's not a job that can all be done by yourself. When you have those outside factors, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, who a stranger, you know, if they are there to support you, you'll be a lot more successful. And you can, for the most part, control who you surround yourself with. Um, so I feel very grateful in the fact that, like I had mentioned, I've had a good support from my immediate family, but also my friends basically throughout my entire life. So for that, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not an easy topic because like who wants to talk about themselves, especially with something that they struggle with? Um, not easy, but I think it's important, which is kind of why I did want to talk about it. Um, Alex, did you have anything you want to say? Otherwise, I kind of wanted to move on to something that I do, like physically in action that I do um, okay. to help with myself. But if there's something that you wanted to add. I was just going to reaffirm what you you guys said about like having a good support group. Um, 
I'd be off my fucking rocker. <laughs> like if I didn't have you guys. So here we are. <laughs> well, like I said, I really like I actually I know of some people who are just like feel so down on themselves and like will talk about the people in their lives. I'm like, well, no wonder you feel like shit about yourself. Like these people are just constantly knocking you down. Like no one's perfect and no relationships ever like perfectly smooth or always good or like always you know, like you hit rough points sometimes or you have conflict or whatever, but generally the people in your life should be building you up, not tearing you down. Like mm-hmm. even it, through conflict. Right. Exactly. You have a like respectful exactly. conflict. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing if like, yeah, you have like an occasional disagreement or something like that. Or, you know, you don't always see friends as often as whatever. But if those people that you are surrounding yourself with aren't making you feel like good about yourself or better about yourself or lifting you up like reevaluate it (laughs) like if you're spending time with people that are like truly making you feel worse about yourself like that like does not need to be your problem that's a them problem they're not people that you want to spend your time with like that's not a reflection on who you are as a person that's a reflection of who they are as a person and i recommend you yoink yourself right out of that situation (laughs) (laughs) yoink um excuse me something so kind of like the whole topic of being comfortable in your own skin i feel like is an umbrella to many things underneath it categories if you will something that i kind of wanted to touch on you know self-love something similar something i think falls underneath that there's a few things i do to take care of myself that help me be comfortable comfortable with myself and who i am and make me feel good about myself um one of these things is i'm sure is my excuse me as i'm sure as my gals here know i love me a good skincare routine and like taking the time to you know relax unwind take care of my skin take care of myself and kind of release my mind a little bit i feel like makes me be a little more gentler on myself um just doing things that i enjoy like my hobbies um Engaging in these things makes me feel good about myself, treating myself, like allowing myself happiness and not denying myself and trying to do that as often as I can. Um, Maybe a little too often. I do like to overindulge, but as I always say, life's short, so I enable myself. Ah, So just basically, I don't know, just I don't want to say like a hedonistic lifestyle. I wouldn't go that far, but like allowing myself when I feel I want something okay, Tori, you know, enjoy it. You know, don't hinder yourself. And I fully unabashedly am myself in those moments and do what I enjoy that make life not so miserable. I love that for you. I have some things I wrote down too for kind of in that same vein, Mm -hmm. Um, but more so on like the physical side of self-love and like self-confidence in your body and stuff like that. Um, because like like I kind of mentioned up top, I feel like I hadn't been feeling super like in my own skin, like comfortable in my own skin, like in my physical I almost said human carcass. Um in my physical <laughs> like body. <laughs> um and one thing that for me I think it, I'm getting a better relationship with and like realizing more is that like when I am more active I do feel like more engaged with my body and feel better in my skin and it's I've 
kind of corrected some of the issues that I have with that with like weight and that kind of thing and getting to a place where like like doing it because my body feels better when I do which shouts out to our future episode that one day we'll talk about um exercise and physical activity it's in the works guys <laughs> hopefully we'll coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but another thing just like because I feel like I feel I've noticed this thing where I don't always feel like I'll have clothes on <laughs> and I'll be like Eh. <laughs> like I don't look great but when I'm naked I'm like oh girl you getting it <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that you are a goddess like look at you go so I don't know where that came from that like I just feel like my body always looks great unclothed but then it's like once the clothes are on is when I'll get more self-conscious but I mean I'll take it I love my body it just sometimes is the clothes that's the issue and I feel like part of how I got there in general. Um, it's like I'm not ashamed of a selfie. Like I feel like you gotta appreciate yourself. Like when you're feeling yourself, like take a photo, find your angles, with or without clothes on, it's fine. <laughs> and just like <laughs> take the time to appreciate your body and yourself and the way you look. Like looks aren't everything, but like loving yourself is so much more fun than not so also i feel like i've heard this like as a recommendation before but just spend time naked <laughs> like i feel like maybe that's part of it is that i spend quite a lot of time just walking around in my underwear or less when i'm home to like being your <laughs> body is not a bad thing and i think being exposed to it like sometimes i feel like you definitely like just you like, get out of the shower, you put clothes on right away. You change, you're putting on clothes right away. Like, some people just aren't really comfortable or, like, know their naked body. And you can embrace that. Yeah, I will second that. I probably spend more time naked than I'm willing to admit because <laughs> I don't like clothing. <laughs> and that's and that's simply that. I mean, I like it, but sometimes I don't. But for the most part, I agree with that. Just being comfortable with who you are and if you don't want to go about it that way that's fine but I know that's something that works for me is I spend time wearing less clothing or no clothing at all and it doesn't have to be with sexual undertones it's just like I'm enjoying my body in this present moment being who I am in what body I was I am in right now yes and I feel like too like we're kind of like trained to be ashamed of the naked body and like oh for sure kind of and that i think just like will slowly like correct that and be like you know like there's nothing wrong with your body exactly the way it looks and like you don't have to just like oh i always have to be covered like how dare you see my flesh and wherever it is <laughs> and however much of it is, there is like that is okay and being able to like spend time around yourself like just as your body is if you haven't done it or if you don't just like walk around in your underwear ever maybe try it if you are in a living situation that allows that <laughs> <laughs> no go to the grocery store <laughs> um well, or even just if you have like roommates or parents or something maybe it's not <laughs> super realistic but like i feel like i've seen this in articles and stuff too like it really does help you to like be more comfortable in your body to actually see your body you know and i could do a whole episode on this, and maybe I will. But <laughs> the dress code does not help anything. No. That is where I will leave it today. But 
I um have some stuff that I kind of do. I actually well so I mentioned that as of recently I have not been quite as comfortable with how I look as I have in the past. And that is because I have gained a lot of weight since high school. A lot. And it's gone up and down at like after high school. I am over yes. Sorry, before we go any further, just I don't know if we mentioned this in like the diet culture episode or not, but like I was just watching the episode of Grey's Anatomy where the chick goes and gets like her stomach stapled, even though she's like 17 years old, is just afraid of gaining weight. And she has to convince her mom, like, it's normal to gain weight after high school. And it's like, thank you for both of you mentioning it because it so is like you're a child (laughs) and like your body is supposed to grow and change and I feel like that is something that people get really caught up on as they like are in their 20s and probably their 30s too don't know we're still young chickens but like don't be so fixated on like your body in high school like I know we all do it and like I don't mean you specifically Alex but society chill (laughs) with like high school bodies yeah like no we're not women like Anyway, because I know I feel that way, too, where I'm like, oh, I've gained so much weight since high school and my body's changed so much since high school. And it's like, it should. Anyway, right. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am overweight. So, um, and that's okay. Like, I can be, like, beautiful and a lovely person and be overweight. I can also take steps to like take better care of myself, but just like they're not mutually exclusive. Like I can be a lovely human and overweight at the same time. And so like telling myself that um, when I'm starting to feel really low is has been really helpful for me of just like, yeah, I am overweight right now and that's fine. And I can just exist the way i am and literally nobody cares but then also in an effort to not just complain about it all the time and like actually do something about it i did um join a gym and jake and i are trying to eat better and i've noticed that i am just a generally more happy person with adding those things to my life even if i haven't necessarily seen like the physical results yet so and that's on taking care of your mental health, too. Period. Yeah, yeah like, kind of, so, like I said, like, I realized, like, I just, when my body is moving more and, like, feels stronger, like, I just feel better about my body. And trying to disassociate that between, like, like being thinner kind of thing is, like, something I've struggled with. And I feel like I'm finally getting to a good spot. So, like, good for both of us. <laughs> yeah. And so, um... And it's one of those things, too, where, like, yes, I say, like, I've gained a lot of weight since high school, as I should. Um, Well, not quite as much as I have. But, like, you should gain weight after high school because you're a full-grown person versus, like, a child. Um, So I tell myself that a lot, too, of, like, I'm never going to be 130 pounds again because I am a full-ass grown woman. Like, that's just, I struggle with that. for my body and my my height my body type that's just not a realistic number like my doctor was like that's too thin because i had told her she's like how much like 
do you think you should be weighing right now? And so I was like, well, like when I graduated, I was whatever. And she was like, no, honey. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> so, you know, but it's like something that I just didn't, well, I, did, I like didn't think it through, obviously, of like, obviously I'm going to be bigger than I was in high school, but so shouts out to my doctor for being great. But yeah. Yes, Kyla. Well, I, I mean, I just like, I, I don't remember when this would have been, but I remember it multiple times throughout my life. So, um, like my mom in high school weighed like 90 pounds. Like she's a very small lady and like, that's yeah. fine. But sometimes like, I remember like growing up just hearing her mention that and how like she needs to lose weight. Cause she doesn't weigh 90 pounds anymore. And I'm like, first of all, was that ever healthy? Second of all, like it's never, if you get back down, that's not gonna be healthy either. Like that's, it's, I just remembered I had a recovered memory and I'm just like, that's nuts. But yes. yeah. So like at any weight, People can feel self-conscious, like my yeah. mother, who also is a very small, she's not short, but she's a very thin person. One time, uh, she called herself fat in front of me, her daughter, who is much, big, much bigger than her. And I was like, and I called her out on it right there. I was like, mom, like, if you're fat, then like, what am I? And she literally like didn't say anything. She like couldn't. And I was like. I was like, not that like I am either, but like you really need to watch what you're saying around other people. That was a good lesson for both of us that day. The journey for self-love is a lifelong thing. Yes, it is. Yeah, I um like for my confidence and my not necessarily my looks. Something that I do um, for myself is I've been doing a lot more of is just like making time for myself and just for myself. Um, I, as y'all know, I grew up um, always making decisions based off of other people's opinions because I wanted their approval. <laughs> and ever since I like met Blake and now we're married, like he's also really helped me realize like this is your life and your life only. So why are you why do you need everybody else's approval? Like do what makes you happy. So especially in the past couple of years, I have really like focused on myself in that way and making decisions based off of um, what I want to do and how I feel. So that's helped a lot. Um, and not just like searching for that approval anymore. I mean, it still feels good when people say like, oh, I'm proud of you or, oh, you're doing great. But like, I don't need that for me to like feel confident in my own abilities anymore. So, um, and then something about, cause we all talked about like gaining weight like after high school and not being as small as we once were something that I've done recently is getting rid of all the clothes that no longer fit me I don't know about y'all but I just that. did that today <laughs> we've had well we I've had issues of oh I don't fit in this now but that's like my goal. I'm gonna fit in this again, I mean, and then I'm hanging sure on. Say we because it's at least you and I. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So then I'm hanging on to all Same. these clothes that are literally just wasting hangers in my closet that I never wear. And recently, like 
is Plato's like a chain or is it just like a local yeah. place? It's, it's a chain. chain. We, okay. We so the thrift shop on the way there. Nice. Oh yes, I remember that now. So yeah, so we have a Plato's closet around here, and like I like to sell some of my clothes there. And lately, the past few times I've been going, I've basically gone through my whole closet, and even if it's a shirt or like a pair of pants or whatever that I love, I'm like, is like, do I love this sitting here and not wearing it? <laughs> like, or is it just making me feel like shit about myself? So I kind of have to like have that mental conversation with myself and I've gotten rid of a ton of clothes lately because it's just toxic sitting there thinking like, oh, I'll fit into that again someday. Like, of course, there's like a couple things that like I fit in like maybe a few months ago that are a little tight right now. And of course, I'm going to keep those because your weight fluctuates so much. But like the shirts I've had sitting there for like two years untouched. I'm like, it's time to separate from these. So I don't know. You guys should try it if you haven't, because it actually feels really good. And then you can buy a new wardrobe for yourself. So <laughs> I did I did that recently actually. I didn't even necessarily go through stuff that I knew I was hanging out to that didn't fit. But I just tried basically everything on and was like, Do I feel good in this? And if I didn't, yeah. I even if it quote-unquote fit I'm like but does it fit the way I want it to do I feel good in it because like I hang on to stuff that I'm like oh this is a good piece to have but then I don't like the way it fits or the way I it I, makes me feel and then I don't wear it anyway so it's like only like what's stuff the point that empowers you the Marie Kondo kind of method of does this bring me joy mm-hmm. <laughs> most of my stuff does so I still am very cluttered but <laughs> I but if it didn't I'm just like I'll I'll donate it or I'm planning on doing like a clothing swap with some friends and I'm like it's going in the pile it's still nice stuff but I'm not gonna wear it it doesn't need to be taking up space I just did that today Rachel actually um so why'd you call me Rachel I don't know I'm so sorry (laughs) I (laughs) I noticed as I came out of my mouth and I was like it's too late so it's Um, over we're now a very formal (laughs) podcast only. (laughs) um Anyways, Ray, I just did that today, and um, because I, too, have been hanging on to shirts that, when we went to Nashville, I don't even fucking remember, three years ago-ish? 2019. Yeah, almost. So, almost three years ago. Um, Oh, yeah, because Max is going to be three this year. Oh. Yeah, I miss you. I... uh, bought shirts there when i was a medium and i can't relate to that anymore truly so i was like but i was hanging on to them because i was like wow what a good trip like it was so fun and like i wanted like a memory or whatever and i was like just like crying whenever you look at the shirt should not be the memory that like i have of (laughs) nashville i will say i finally I finally got rid of, like, those shirts. I got rid of... I did not get rid of my song Spinner Sweatpants because I just can't. Um, (laughs) Even though they're too short. That's fine. Of just, like, a bunch of things where, like, oh, I can fit into this someday, maybe. And so, I'm really glad you brought that up. I will say also, Alex, if you have sentimental attachment, I'll help you make it into a pillow or a quilt or something because 
That is one thing. I have such sentimental attachment to clothes that gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm doing okay. okay. I uh I was like, you know, I have pictures, I have other memories like just from Nashville that's that I'll 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 go I'll go again someday. You know. So what like I'm learning can, here is again. Order. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm learning here is that we need to go again. Yeah, that's fair. I like that plan better. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah. So. Okay, guys, catch but, our next episode live from Nashville. <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing, actually. Oh, goals. Live okay, to plans. Yes. yes. The best. That was the I bar. Was wasn't that the bar that we actually like? People from Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, I think so. We shared a table with them. Yeah. Yeah. Shout what a wild. All <laughs> world. But yeah, it, that did feel really good, though, Ray. So I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad that it also made you feel good. Well, I don't have anything else. Yeah, if we don't mm-hmm. have anything else to end on here, why don't you give us a question, Rachel? All right. The question today is, how do you de-stress after a hard day? So I I do a lot of different things. I guess it depends on what type of hard day I have. Um. But I'd say my most common way is to literally just like lounge on the couch, binge watch reality, trashy reality TV, and eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's my jam. It doesn't matter what kind of hard day I had. Like that will always fix it. But I also do like um, to like read a book because it kind of helps me escape the stress for a little bit. Um, And I also like to like craft or you know, basically do something that I want to do, not something I'm being forced to do. So that's, um, yeah, that's mine. I can go. Um, I, (laughs) I feel like my biggest thing is to talk about it. Like I'll, like, as soon as I'm done with work, if there's something to say, I'm texting the group chat, I'm calling Alex, like something. (laughs) Um, but I feel like honestly, if so I have like a 40 minute commute. So like that gives me a time to de-stress. So which is kind of like super nice. Like I think that's something that if I didn't have that, I'd have to get used to like going right from like stressful day at work. Now you're at home. What do you do? <laughs> um, but I think I otherwise I go spend money. Um <laughs> you (laughs) like i'm not even spend money per se isn't like the main part but like i'll go to target or something like that targets usually i feel like when i've had like a long day or whatever i'll be like it's fine i'll just go like run my errands at target knowing that i'll also spend some like i'll end up doing like some shopping for me um but i'll also go grocery shopping usually after work and so so i feel like sometimes i take my time more with that when like i'll just walk around and be listening to a podcast and just like kind of take my time with it so shopping is my vice it's fine (laughs) shopping and talking shocker (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I feel like for me, it also depends on what's going on. When I used to work in office, my drive home helped. Otherwise, if it was a really, really bad day, which usually means bad things happened back to back, stacked on top of each other. Jesus, I can't talk. Um, I will come home and cry. (laughs) And I feel better after that. 
And if it's not one of those days and I'm feeling social, however, I will go out to eat because eating is definitely my thing. So if I'm like, oh, I had a tough day, I want to go talk it out with a friend and also eat good food, that's probably like my go-to. Otherwise, I will, if I feel like being a hermit, I will turn on my Nintendo Switch and I will play games or I will watch ASMR to help calm me down. Um, so yeah, it depends on how quote unquote social I'm feeling. Either I'll go out or I'll stay in, but I usually, it involves gaming or food. (laughs) Those are my things. All right. So it really depends on what kind of day it was for me as well. Like some, like, so I have a 45 minute drive and that really helps. I just like, my music is so loud in the car, Mm -hmm. um, that people can hear it when I pull up next to them at like stop, stop lights. Um, and I know this because they look at me weird. That's okay though. And uh, same. Um, people are just like, "Why are you listening to murders?" <laughs> when I pull <laughs> <up>. yeah. <sighs> um, I also I also like to like talk about it. So I'll be texting you guys. I will be texting my dad. I will be texting um my friends down here. I I'll tell like literally anyone who will listen. <laughs> and that like helps that helps me as well. Oversharing is the name of the game. I'm so good at it. Um <laughs> sometimes playing piano helps. Um most of the time it does. Sometimes it's just not what I'm feeling though. Sometimes and always I come home and I snuggle with my dog. Always. Um and he always is is a help as well. Sometimes I'm like Sometimes I'm one of those people that's just like, I need a fucking drink. And that too. That's that's how I do it. Um, the cigar bar always helps. I love the cigar bar. I will so, say, yeah. I just realized I'm like, honestly, the biggest thing after like we're closed at work, no more customers kind of thing. Um we always sit and talk like amongst my coworkers, and like I think that honestly helps so much to like the people that experienced it with you or like really understand it on like that day-to-day level to just be able to like talk it out or complain or be like oh my god I cannot believe the audacity and then be like I know and then just I feel like that's just having someone <laughs> yeah. to commiserate with helps so much because like you could tell your friends and stuff but if they don't understand like your job or like what that means to you like in your day like it only they can only understand so much so i'm grateful for my coworkers; they're the best what another another great episode for you guys hope you enjoyed it (laughs) thanks so much for listening today if you enjoyed this episode Please share it with a friend and empower each other to love yourselves. Uh, Or if you realize your friends suck, go find some new ones. It's fine. (laughs) Like you deserve to have people around you that build you up. So go find them. Share this episode. It'll be great. This has been an episode of the Hometown Lowdown and we will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.